guys, what's going on? Welcome back to another ESL podcast. Man, I'm your crazy-ass host, Arsenio, and today we're getting into speaking skills. All right, now, with the speaking skill, people, you must, and you must understand that with speaking skills, with developing your speaking, you will become a more thorough speaker, not only in the English language, but in your language. When I first started doing a podcast four years ago, was I a prolific speaker? Was I given presentations at the Bangkok International Digital Content Festival? No way. But this was the biggest change in point, especially when I started doing my ESL podcast and I started branching out into different niche markets. So these speaking skills and these specific podcasts will go a long way with not only learning English, but just working in a team in general. This is the one or this specific podcast focuses specifically on just that. So the speaking skill for today is obtaining a consensus. So when you're in a discussion, whether this is at work, whether this is in some kind of team formality, it could be an organization like my Arsenio Buck Foundation, whatever it may be, it's very, very important to establish when the group reaches an agreement. So you could say that by, so, We've all agreed on, we all seem to be of the same opinion, right? Now, there, of course, are different approaches to get everyone's view, too. So if you're working in a team of four and this person gave their specific opinion, their opinion, their opinion comes back to you, you can sit there and say, okay, so we've agreed that we don't want to do this anymore. Is that right? Boom. Yes, yes, yes. All right. So that's step number one. Why am I telling you this? Because I was engaged in one meeting at one specific moment. I don't know what this meeting was about, but within an hour, hour and a half, nothing was accomplished, nothing whatsoever. It was a shouting match. It was uh, one man pointing another finger at another man for this and for that. It was chaos, absolute chaos. And in that hour, hour and 15 minutes, nothing was accomplished. There was a guy with brilliant ideas over here to my right. And I said, okay, can you put that? Can you repeat that again? He's like, but nothing will ever get done around here. It was literally like having these men over the age of 50 up to about 80. It was like having two to four-year-olds in a kindergarten class, in an Anubon class is what they call it out here in America. But we say kindergarten out there in uh, America in, uh, oh my God, in England, I forgot totally forgot. Sorry, guys. But nonetheless, having these kids, about five kids who hate each other's guts, screaming and pouting and kicking and shouting and pointing fingers and trying to give the other one a wet willy, that's how ridiculous it is. So in order for you to establish that control, if you work at a job and you are in a managerial position, you're able to establish that control by doing these specific things. Now, if it's a group over five, if it's a group over 10, maybe it could be more or less structured, but you could also say, hey, can we all take a vote right now? We've been discussing this for five minutes. I feel that we are going nowhere. And there was only one guy, kind of funny, that this specific guy, out of all people, oh my God. But I remember he felt at one specific moment during the discussion when he was trying to teach something, I forgot what it was, but it really didn't do any use. But he was trying to teach something and he realized that 
the discussion was going nowhere and he hurry up and refocused saying, okay, so on to the next part. You could do that too. You could also take a vote and then you could also ask for everyone's opinion. So what does everyone think? However, people are going to be afraid to speak up, especially if there's a manager, especially if there's a boss, especially if there is someone of superiority next to them. Well, you know what, man? That's why it's important that you guys hear just a couple, uh, couple, a couple podcasts ago in terms of bringing a consultant in that says, all right, so here we go. The norm isn't working anymore and you guys have a storm and approach. So we need to be able to perform, but we need to get over some things. So permission to speak freely, that's another step. So asking, what does everyone think? And me, I wouldn't even go for the bosses or anything, or if everyone is very uneasy about the presence of one specific individual, I'll tell that one to get out. I'm like, hey man, uh, you know what? Let me talk to them little by little because I feel a lot of tension in here and I don't want any attacks. But this is where in personal development and what Jack Canfield talked about, having a heart talk is very important. See, a heart talk is when you get your family to sit down, huh? Get them to sit down in a group, got a half circle, full circle, doesn't really matter. But then you go one by one and each person will go and speak their mind. They will not criticize or talk about anyone else. They'll talk about what their feelings are. By the time you do about three, four rounds around, all those tensions are gone. People are shaking hands. People are crying. People are, you know, giving each other hugs. Why? Because you're no longer attacking. You're no longer on the defense. You're literally just spilling out everything that's happening within the family. See, if my family were to do that, there wouldn't, there wouldn't have been so much dysfunction. If my job had done that from the beginning, if tensions were brewing, if I was able to have a sit down, like a real sit down with everyone and say, you know what? I do feel that um, I am a little bit of a target in here. I do have a bullseye on my back for whatever reason it is, but it's from my personal experience. If we were, if you can establish such a thing within any organization, oh my God, there'll be transparency. And that's in terms of personal development. So again, some of these group members, they're going to feel the need to disagree. They're going to feel the need to express alternative views. But when you express an alternative view, make sure you back it up. So I'll give you an example. What you're about to hear. Someone says, oh, I'm not sure I agree with that. The way I see it is that, or you could say, okay, I agree up to a, a, a point. You know, what Katrina Gleisberg had said in the previous podcast, she's like, okay, so what I'm hearing and what I'm hearing you say is, Dot, 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 and you want to dot, 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 dot. That's also clarifying. Or you could say, hey, I understand what is being said. How, but but I, I wouldn't go so far to say however, because that signals contrast. And when you signal contrast, that means that person's going to go onto the defense. It's kind of like giving criticism and not being hated for it. So it's like, hey, you know, so I absolutely love your performance. And if you continue to draw the numbers and do this and do that, you're going to be an asset to this company. See, someone did not go on, they didn't go on the defense. Instead of using the but, which signals contrast, you use the, co the coordinating conjunction and, which means you are adding onto the positive that you're already stating. Does that make sense? 
So to sum this last little part up, if a consensus cannot be reached, it is often a good idea to move the discussion on and return to the point later. So it's kind of like saying, hey, you know what? We can return to this specific matter later. Let's go on to the next one because we have that, 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 that amount of time. I want to make sure we cover all the points. So with that being said, I'm going to put on this wonderful little recording, which I normally always do. And what you're going to do is listen to three extracts from this speaking. You have speaker one, two, and three. Each one has a purpose. Each one has phrases. You're going to identify the speaker's purpose and make a note of the phrases that is being used. So with that being said, here we go. Okay. Well, I think it can be argued that it's better to at least investigate underlying problems immediately before they grow and pose a threat to the whole project. What does everyone think about that as our basic starting point? Two. Yeah, Marco, I'm not sure I agree with your idea as a starting point. We've already looked at the specific cases of some team projects where the team had no option but to deal with their own problems. Three, we can return to those points later, but let's try to reach a decision on the main principle first. So with that being said, guys, there it is. It's very straightforward, 43 seconds worth. You look at the purpose, look at the phrases, and you're able to make a decision, write down the notes, again, with the close listening techniques. And for anyone who wants to maximize this specific task, <sighs> I want you to choose two of the most important items in minimizing risk in group tasks, okay? And then of course you could do a free writing task with this or you can engage on you know, my Facebook page, send me a message, et cetera, et cetera, if you have any more questions. So five of these risk, okay, that you, I'm sorry, five of these phrases that you can do to minimize risk goes as follows. Number one, an achievable task, a challenging deadline, a strong leader, clear goals, friendship between group members. Now, I would have to say one of these is probably not really good. One is, uh, the other two are really solid, and the other one is really, really good. Or the other one is questionable. So I would love to hear some of your, of course, responses. And with that being said, guys, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for tuning in to another wonderful ESL podcast. Man, if you have any questions, you know how to get in contact with your sexy host, Arsenio, as usual. Ooh, I almost ran out of breath. Over and out.